Hey guys, welcome back to Fantasy Baseball Picks and Bets presented by Prize Picks on the Mayo Media Network. I am Gary and Thorne, and we are breaking down everything you need to know for Tuesday, April the 6th in the eight-game featured slate over at DraftKings. Going to also talk some bets, but first, before we get to any of that, we are talking prize picks, because if you head on over to prizepicks.com, the presenting sponsor of this show, you can have some fun with a little bit of uh, kind of mono a mono fantasy. You don't have to worry about everyone else out there. You don't have to worry about 10,000 entrants or anything like that. It is you against the house, and it's pretty fun. I've been playing a lot over prize picks so far during the MLB season, and I've got a couple picks I feel pretty good about for tomorrow's slate. So let's get started after I let you know that if you use the promo code MMNMLB, you will get a first deposit match bonus of up to $100. So make sure you take advantage of that when you are playing these picks on that Tuesday slate. We are going to start with Pete Alonzo, because the Mets are finally playing uh, baseball once again after that COVID outbreak in Washington uh, that cost them the opening day series and any games over the course of the weekend. But it'll be game two for the Mets on Tuesday, and I like Alonzo a lot in his matchup against Chase Anderson. Chase Anderson, one of the worst pitchers in baseball last season. I really did not think he was going to get another chance to start after what he did with the Toronto Blue Jays in 2020. But lo and behold, the Phillies need a fifth starter, and they have anointed Chase Anderson. That is good news for us, and it is good news for Pete Alonso. I mean, just ridiculous numbers last season for Chase Anderson. 16.2% of his batted ball events were barrels. That was bottom 1% in baseball among pitchers. I mean, people just square up. Chase Anderson, and I think Pete Alonso is going to have the uh, the opportunity to maybe rack up a couple extra base hits early on in that game. So I like the over with Pete Alonso. His fantasy point total is set at seven. I think that is pretty modest, and he's going to go over that number. I also like kind of a similar archetype here to Pete Alonso. Joey Gallo, uh, his over-under point total is set at seven and a half fantasy points. I also like him to go over because he is also facing someone who pitched really poorly for the 2020 Toronto Blue Jays. He happens to still play for the Blue Jays, and that is Tanner Roark. Uh, just one of the worst stat lines imaginable last season, specifically to right-handed batters. 3.75 home runs per nine to opposing right-handed batters last season. He had a WOBA up around 500 within the split. I didn't even know that was possible. Uh, And the one thing I really like specific to this matchup and Joey Gallo, we all know the big red flag with Gallo is the strikeouts. He needs to make contact to get to seven and a half, eight, nine, 13, 25 fantasy points. Tanner Roark is not a strikeout pitcher. He is a guy who pitches to contact. In fact, he struck out less than 14% of the right-handed batters he faced last season. So a lot of contact in right-on-right matchups with Tanner Roark. And generally, when righties made contact against Tanner Roark last season, that contact left the ballpark. So I really think Joey Gallo is in a great spot, and that 7.5 number looks really, really enticing for the over. So those are the two guys I like the most tomorrow on prize picks. And again, that is promo code MMNMLB to get your deposit bonus, your first deposit bonus, 
get it matched up to $100. So make sure to use that promo code at checkout. All right, let's get to that eight-game featured slate on DraftKings for Tuesday, April the 6th. Kind of have to start right at the top. Uh, This is a very peculiar slate in the sense that we get a little opening day and we get a little fifth starter action just with how the schedule has broken down so far. So unlike opening day, we've only got a couple of aces going to the mound, but unlike opening day where it was all aces, we've now got those aces mixed up with some really, really bad pitchers at the low end of the salary spectrum. Um, some absolute gas cans. So this feels like a slate where you might need to pay up for two pitchers. Uh, I'm not saying you're going to have to pay up both guys over $9,000, but there are four pitchers above 9K on Tuesday's slate. Uh, Hugh Darvish comes in at 10,000, Clayton Kershaw at 9,5, Lucas Giolito at 9,3, and Tyler Glasnow at 9,100. Really wanted to focus on Glasnow for a second because I was all over Glasnow on opening day. I loved him on that Thursday slate. Uh, He pitched really well. Uh, Unfortunately, uh, Tampa Bay, Kevin Cash, I kind of have Kevin Cash PTSD, if I'm being honest, Uh, pulled him after, I think it was 77, 78 pitches, which, you know, not specific to Tampa Bay by any means. A lot of these starters have not been working deep, deep into ball games this early in the season, but it feels like if anyone's going to keep being very conservative with pitch counts, it's going to be Kevin Cash, and it's going to be the Tampa Bay Rays. So I'm just, I get the sense, especially with how Darvish and Kershaw struggled uh, in their first starts of the season, I think many people are going to be gravitating towards Glasnow. And while, again, I, I love Glasnow in season long, um, Glasnow plus 950 to win American League Cy Young, one of my favorite bets on the DraftKings Sportsbook coming into the season, I think he's going to be too popular on tomorrow's slate. And again, that's not to say he's going to pitch poorly or he isn't someone who is, you know, validated in having a very high ownership. But if everyone's going to be using Tyler Glass now, I think there's an opportunity to pivot to Lucas Giolito, who's in maybe a better spot. I mean, Boston definitely broke out of their slump on Monday night. Uh, They put up double-digit runs against the Rays. So, you know, we know the Red Sox have the potential to be a very potent offense. Seattle, I have I have more questions, and I, and I think it's a really, really good matchup for Giolito, especially if you look Seattle through the first three games of the season. They have the highest combined swinging strike rate and called strike rate in the American League, up over 32%. So a lot of strike calls, a lot of swings and misses when it comes to that Seattle Mariners lineup, and Lucas Giolito is someone who can definitely rack up the strikeouts. You go back to the beginning of 2019, Giolito has a 32.9% strikeout rate. That is the fourth highest qualified mark in all of baseball. So I think the fact he's $200 more, I think the fact that Glasnow has, you know, I don't want to say hype, but Glasnow coming off a great start, kind of validating um, that jump everyone was expecting him to take in 2021, still a little too cheap. Um, at least he's over 9K this time. He was a real value on opening day. But I think everyone's going to be on Tyler Glass now. I would make the pivot to Lucas Giolito, who obviously has just as much upside. Uh, it might be, I, don't, I wouldn't want to say a variance play, but I think he will be less popular than Glass now. And again, I, I do have Kevin Cash PTSD. So if Glass now gets pulled from that game after 82 pitches, I wouldn't exactly be shocked. So that's 
that's something to also think about because Glasnow has a tendency to not be super efficient with his pitches, so uh, that could work out poorly. Okay, so that's the high-end pitching on the slate. Like I mentioned, there's a lot of low-end pitching on this slate. One guy we already kind of talked about, but I'd like to zero in a little bit more on, Tanner Roark, who is $6,800 on Tuesday's slate. He could be $2,000, and I wouldn't want to use Tanner Roark in any capacity. Tanner Roark is simply here to be stacked against. Uh, His numbers are ghastly from last season. 70 pitchers in baseball last year, 150 batted ball events. He had the second highest expected WOBA of those 70 pitchers at 380. Disgusting. And the expected WOBA, like I said, is terrible. The actual WOBA, even worse. Uh, 32 points separated Tanner Roark's mark of 417, his league-worst mark of 417, to the second-worst pitcher by WOBA last season in that grouping of 70 pitchers with 150 batted ball events. He's terrible. And again, there, there's nothing really to lean on here. He, he doesn't suppress contact. He doesn't suppress hard contact. Um, you know, the Rangers, not necessarily a great offense, but did show a lot of potential uh, in their first series against the Royals. And they are not priced in like an extravagant way. Joey Gallo, as you would expect, the most expensive Rangers bat on Tuesday's slate, he is $4,200. But, you know, David Dahl is $3,500. That's a really nice value for someone who's been batting second primarily uh, in that Rangers lineup. Uh, Nate Lowe, $3,800. Lot of power. Also a lot of strikeout potential, but that doesn't really matter that much against someone like Tanner Roark. Uh, he's been batting fifth. So, again, high leverage, uh, premium lineup spot for someone you can get for less than $4,000. Nick Solak has been batting cleanup. Um, you know, is Nick Solak a cleanup hitter on any other team in the league? Probably not, but doesn't matter. He's hitting cleanup for Texas, and he is $3,100. And again, the right-on-right matchups were, were I mean, they, they just paid the way last year in DFS. Uh, righties absolutely crushed Tanner Roark. So uh, Solak at just over $3,000 seems like a really, really nice spot. Again, 3.75 home runs per nine to right-handed batters last season from Tanner Roark. Uh, The nice thing about that cheap stack is you're obviously, it's a course slate. You're going to want to save a little bit of money to get some exposure to that Arizona-Colorado game. Uh, Herman Marquez up against Luke Weaver. I think Weaver's the guy I want to pick on of those two. Uh, Marquez, yes, the numbers can be a little ugly, but a lot of that tends to be because of walks. Um, I'd rather have a guy who's given up extra base hits rather than walking the bases loaded. Although, you know, that could prove to be beneficial down the line. But still, um, Luke Weaver, really bad last season and uh, specifically bad against left-handed bats. 405 Woba to lefty bats in 2020. 2.63 home runs per nine within that split. Again, ugly stuff from Luke Weaver. And yes, it's a bit of small sample size noise. Obviously, everything from 2020 was. But you go back through Luke Weaver's career, the only, like, quote-unquote, full season he's pitched, and I believe it was only, like, 135 innings anyway, but 2018, the issue he had in that full season, the largest sample we have with Luke Weaver, he also struggled against left-handed bats in that season. So... It's clear to me that the split you want to be attacking with Luke Weaver 
is those left-handed bats. Unfortunately, the Rockies have a lot of left-handed bats, and a lot of them happen to be pretty cheap. I mean, Charlie Blackman, that's the name you're going to know, $5,200. He's expensive. You knew he was going to be expensive. If you can afford him, great. If you can't, there's a bunch of other options there. Ryan McMahon is 3-7, also has dual position eligibility, so he's really easy to move around lineups. Uh, if Tapia plays, great value at 3400 He's going to bat leadoff. Uh, I know he's been day-to-day, so we'll have to kind of wait and see and get a lineup and, and whether or not he's in there. But the nice thing is if Tapia doesn't play, that means Sam Hilliard is probably going to play, and he's 2600 on tomorrow's slate, another left-handed bat who has power, uh, has gone deep in one of his five plate appearances so far this season. He might bat eight or ninth, um, which is not ideal. Tapia is going to be the leadoff guy if he's in the lineup, so obviously there's value there. But when you're talking about someone who has power, uh, has a great left-on-right matchup, and is $2,600 at Coors, very, very enticing. So I think, you know, it always seems like you're going to have to pay so much money for that Coors stack, but uh, even Arizona, uh, their their bats aren't crazy priced tomorrow. Uh, I think Marte is like 4500 4600 uh, and he's the most expensive guy by far. So Coors is actually kind of affordable tomorrow. So I think with that Rangers stack, with uh, you know a Rockies stack or a Diamondbacks stack, uh, you're going to have enough money to pay up twice at pitcher if that's something you want to look into. So I, I think that's definitely a way you could go because Luke Weaver and Roark are not guys I'm afraid of. Uh, they are gas cans. So I think you're going to want to exploit them on Tuesday. All right, before we get out of here, let's talk about some bets and let's just go full circle. Uh, let's keep talking about Tanner Roark for a second. Toronto and Texas, the over-under right now is set at nine and a half. I really like the over. Uh, minus 115 to the over, so you're paying a little juice on that compared to the under. That's fine. Uh, I thought that number might be 10, 10 and a half, especially considering uh, Dane Dunning is going to start for the Rangers. Um, they're going to piggyback him, so you might get like three, four innings out of Dunning. Um, and then it's going to be a lot of Rangers bullpen. And while their bullpen did look a little better uh, in Monday's loss to the Blue Jays, coming into that game, Texas's bullpen had thrown 14 innings, and they had a MLB-worst 11.57 ERA. So you got Tanner Roark on one side. Uh, the Jays' bullpen is a little scary. Um, they're looking pretty good so far this season. Obviously, Julian Mer- Merriweather's getting a lot of headlines. Uh, but the combination of Roark and what essentially boils down to a bullpen game for the Rangers, uh, I think we get over this number at nine and a half, so I like that one. Uh, I also like the Mets minus one thirty-five on the money line as a slight road favorite. Uh, we talked about Chase Anderson off the hop. Look, understandably, uh, the pitching matchup was more lopsided on Monday, and this didn't work out. But Marcus Stroman versus Chase Anderson, I, I just think that is definitely leaning towards one side and one team, and that team is the Mets. Uh, Chase Anderson, I do not trust. Uh, I I think he's just done. Um, Like I mentioned, 16.2% of those batted ball events in 2020 turned into barrels, uh, bottom 1% of the league. So I'm going to back Stroman. Uh, I'll take the Mets in a bounce-back spot. Uh, Short favorite on the road. Uh, That's that's an area that I like to exploit. So Rangers, Blue Jays, over 9.5. Uh, Mets minus 135 on the road on the money line. And that's going to do it for this episode of Fantasy Baseball Picks and Bets. 
once again, want to recommend you guys go explore the Mayo Media Network, especially this week. There's going to be so much Masters content. Uh, Pat and Jeff and the boys are going to have you covered for that aspect. Uh, stay tuned here. We're again going to have you covered for daily MLB content, six days of the week, every day but Sunday. And uh, head on over to prizepicks.com, sign up, use that promo code MMMNNMLB to get the first deposit match bonus of up to $100 and play some prize picks on Tuesday's slate. That's going to do it. I am Gary and Thorne. Thank you guys so much for watching. I'll catch you later.